Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Checkerboard Chat. This is our first Checkerboard Chat of the year. I'm Tyler Wombles. I'm DeMichael Cole. I'm the sports editor at the Daily Beacon. In case y'all didn't know, I was on a couple episodes uh, last year with Trent and Rob. Now we're the head guys this year, and I promise it's going to be the best that you've ever seen. Um, just so you know, I'm a, I'm a sophomore at UT. I'm a journalism major, contracting in sports journalism. I was a staff writer and a copy editor last year for the Daily Beacon. Um, now I'm the sports editor. I'm DeMichael Cole. Um, I'm a junior this year, and last year, just like Tyler, I was a staff writer. And now we're moving our way up, since the sports editor. So just getting right into it, obviously, uh, we're going to talk about football a little bit, then we'll go into some other sports. We're going to talk about Vols in the NFL, and then we're going to talk about what's going to be in the Beacon paper that is printing tomorrow. We're only printing two days a week now. Um, staff's really excited about that. I think it'll even help our quality a lot. So um, just starting out, uh, obviously the Tennessee Vols have been, they're getting into the end of their uh, fall camp as the season opener against Georgia Tech rapidly approaches. They will play Georgia Tech Monday, September 4th in Atlanta. Um, some big news out of Vol camp yesterday. Uh, middle linebacker Darren Kirkland Jr. is out for an extended amount of time. Uh, was it a knee injury? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they say that he'll be out at least for the season opener, probably longer. Um, DeMichael, what, how do you think this affects Tennessee moving forward? Well, this is definitely a big injury. Um, Darren Kirkland, I mean, he came, he came straight in as a freshman and was very productive with over 60 tackles. So this injury is definitely big, but I feel like they have a very good freshman there that, that we've heard a lot about in camp. And Will Ignat, um, he's a player that you can look to that may be able to step up. Of course, Colton Jumper is another guy. Basically, um, linebacker depth is okay in my opinion. So if if they had to have an injury somewhere on the defense, definitely linebacker. But Darren Kirkland, I mean, he's he's the leader in that in that group, and they're gonna miss him definitely while he's hurt. And obviously, you hate to see injuries anytime, but um, you did mention Colton Jumper. He's a guy that played a lot last season due to injuries. He actually had a great game against the Florida Gators, which I guess would be the game that you would want him to have yeah. a great game in, a great performance. So um, I think I've heard Bob Shoup and Butch Jones and a lot of other coaches talk about Colton Jumper and talk about the maturity and the leadership that he has displayed. Definitely. So obviously you don't want to lose Kirkland. He is that starting middle linebacker. But I think if they did, it wouldn't. I don't think it would kill the team. I think, you know, Colton Jumper is a player that can sort of come in and take over that role. Um, like we said, he's displayed leadership. Um, he's played a lot, actually, and he played a lot last season. But um, the linebacker position will be very key against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets because obviously Georgia Tech runs the triple option offense, which is predicated on an almost totally running game. Um, one of the quarterbacks actually have a quarterback controversy right now. One of the quarterbacks that is vying for that starting spot actually is a converted former running back. So that, if that shows you how Georgia Tech plays football, there you go. They like to run the ball. They might throw the ball two times a game. So obviously that linebacker position where you're staying in the box, you're looking to make tackles. Um, as your defensive line eats up holes and then you rush in there and make the tackle, I think that'll be very key. So, yeah. um, DeMichael, what are some uh, other keys that you've seen, uh, some takeaways from fall camp up to this point? Um, this freshman group is really impressive so far, um, especially 
you have Theo Jackson in the secondary who, I mean, he's been getting rave reviews all through camp. And even though the wide receiver core, they're very young, but a guy like Josh Palmer is another freshman that we've heard a lot about. But you have some very impressive freshmen, and then there will be players that haven't played a lot that, I mean, they'll have real big roles this season. A guy like Daryl Taylor, we heard a lot about him in spring, and it, it's carried over to the fall. I mean, he's probably going to be a starter this year. If he's not starting, I mean, he's going to get a bunch of snaps. And, I mean, they, they talk about him a lot. Um, Khalil McKenzie is a guy that's coming off of an injury. Shy Tuttle, these guys are going to get a lot of snaps. So we're going to see a lot of these players this year. And, um, yeah, it's ma basically the newcomers. The newcomers will be – very impressive. Yeah, and you talk about those newcomers, and obviously there are a couple of newcomers at positions, not even defense. Yeah. Um, obviously at the running back position, John Kelly he returned from last season. Obviously he started out the season as the number three back behind Jalen Hurd and Alvin Kamara. Obviously we know what happened there. Jalen Hurd ended up leaving the team. Alvin Kamara is now in the NFL, and he's actually showing out very well for the New Orleans Saints in their preseason camp. So, but the, there are a few new running backs. Um, they have Ty Chandler, um, Tim Jordan is yep, that his name. Tim yeah, Tim Jordan. Um, obviously Ty Chandler got a lot of rave reviews coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, which of those guys, Demichael, do you think that could step up and sort of take over as the number two back? Um, I like Ty Chandler a lot. I mean, of course he he was the one that got a lot of reviews out of um high school and everything. He's, he seems like he'd make a good third down back with the way, um, if you look at his high school film, with the way he played. But I like Tim Jordan as well. Mm -hmm. Tim Jordan, I mean, he got a stripe removed. So there was that for him. And, um, I mean, John Kelly really likes these guys. I mean, according to um, all the coaches have said that all three of the freshman running backs are projected to see playing time this year. So they must be a pretty impressive group. Yeah, and uh, obviously you can't really talk about Tennessee football right now without addressing the quarterback situation. Um, I know John Kelly actually said during media availability Friday that he knows who the starting yep. quarterback is going to be. He didn't tell us, of course, but he said that the team knows that he knows. Um, DeMichael, out of obviously it's Quentin Dormany and Jared Garantano who are taking right, most yeah. of those reps, do you feel like, obviously in pranks we haven't got to see a whole lot, but do you think the other one has sort of taken over that job? Yes, um, I believe Dormady will be the starting quarterback, mainly because of experience. Mm -hmm. And um, is that how you feel too? I do. I think yeah. that Dormady, um, from what I've seen, I mean, obviously he was great in the orange and white game. And yeah. obviously that doesn't mean a whole lot. I think Tyler Bray went like 18 and 50 in one game, but um, what have you seen from Dormady that you think makes him the better choice? Um, even talking to players, I mean, I've talked to the wide receivers, tight ends. The main thing you hear about Dormady is the touch he has on his passes. He has beautiful, nice touch on his passes. He, he throws a, a real accurate ball. Um, with Garantano, you hear a lot more about his athleticism, and um, he has a stronger arm. I mean, it, players say he has a rocket of an arm, so you hear that about Garantano, but with Dormady, it's mainly the experience combined with the accuracy and the way he throws the ball. I think that'll um, lead him on to being the starting quarterback to start season. But that doesn't mean we won't see Garantano. Yeah, and I do. I'm glad you brought that point up because mm -hmm. I do think the Tennessee Vols will actually end up playing Garantano a good amount, even if he's not the starter. Obviously, that's been one of the big stories this off season. Is Quentin Dormady is a pocket passer quarterback. He's a pro style. Um, much, you know, obviously Butch Jones has made a point to say that he is mobile. He can run the ball, but obviously he does not have the mobility of a Jared Garantano, right, right. who, it, you know, a lot of people say could be the next Josh Dobbs in terms of that, in terms of that athleticism. 
but we haven't seen him play. I mean, all that we've really seen is him in the orange yeah. and white game. He's never taken a snap in college football. Um, I think – I'm not sure whether they will play both quarterbacks against Georgia Tech, but I would say almost definitely Garantano will get maybe even a half of work against Indiana State, which is that second game, because that should be a game that the Vols, as long as everything goes right, they should easily win that. Think of like a Tennessee Tech type of game. Um I think that Garantano could see a lot of playing time in that. Yeah, definitely. Think? Yeah, I think if the game gets real ugly against Georgia Tech and the offense isn't really moving the ball, I think there's a chance we could see sure. Garantano just to switch it up. So um, I, I don't think he'll stick with Dormady that long. I think it is that close. And like you said, um, in that second game, I believe we will see a lot of Garantano in that game so the fans can see what they have in the quarterback that we haven't seen play. Yeah, and obviously Butch Jones has said time and time again, you know, he doesn't have a timetable for naming a starter. He doesn't know who it's going to be yet. He's waiting for the team to see. But then you have John Kelly here who's saying, you know, I know who it's going to be. He Now, he did not say we've been told or, like, I think he meant it more as a we know. Like, we can tell yeah, who's made it. Yeah, when practice is closed up, they probably have um, a certain quarterback taking probably 75% of the first team mm -hmm. reps. And, you know, at that point it becomes obvious to the players even without, you know, them saying anything. Right, and uh, obviously, um, just a disclaimer, I should have stated this before, but Demacla and I are the two football beat writers for the Beacon this year. We have been going to practice that the media, media is allowed to go to. We've been watching that, so we are able to report this to you. Um, one thing I will say is that the media access has been limited. I don't know more. I, I don't think it's more so than most teams. I think yeah. the University of Tennessee does a great job in letting the media see a lot of practice. But um, we've really only seen about stretches at the beginning of practice and then a lot of individual drills. I think DeMichael said that the only – I wasn't actually at that practice, but he saw some live action yeah. um, in a scrimmage. So just tell me a little bit about that. Um, basically, it was a small um, – about five minutes. It was a goal line scrimmage that they did, basically um, ones versus ones, twos versus twos. And what we saw – Garantano wasn't at practice that day, but – Dormady ran with the ones, and I think um, he completed a touchdown pass, but that was the only successful offensive play they had. They they ran five plays on the goal line. I believe three were with first team, and um, two were second team. But um, the defense won the drill. I believe it was 4-1. But, yeah, mainly the um, Garantano wasn't there that day, so he didn't take second team reps. So we didn't really get to see him in that streamage. Okay, well um – so there you have it, guys. Um, that's all we're going to say about football right now. Just obviously um, some other sports at UT are actually getting going. Um, the soccer team and the volleyball team have already started their seasons, and they're actually both undefeated. The volleyball team actually is 3-0. and They had all their games this this weekend, Friday and Saturday. It was the Tennessee Classic where they played uh, Walford, George Washington, and who was the other one? I don't Charleston. Western, was Michigan, Western Michigan. Western Michigan, Western Michigan, yeah. Michigan. So they they beat all those teams, and um, coach, head coach Rob Patrick actually got his 400th career win yeah. for the Tennessee vol volleyball team. So that's a guy, in, in this age of college coaches not staying anywhere for very long, that's a guy that has stayed um, for a long time. So congrats to uh, Coach Rob Patrick. But, yeah, so the volleyball team is 3-0, and and the soccer team um, – and the volleyball team – yeah, the volleyball team is 3-0. And the soccer team is actually 4-0. They've been playing for about, I think, around two weeks. They actually played Charleston today at 1 p.m., and they got that victory. 
I think it was a uh, was it six to one victory. Um, today. Yeah. It was two zero. Was six, it two zero? Yeah, six to one was um the last game. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's why they have two of us on this show. <laughs> but yeah, so um, both those teams doing very well so far in the season. Obviously, you know, once SEC play starts for both those teams, we will learn a little bit more about, Definitely. Yeah. you know, how they are. You know, what players are good. Um, Demarco, do you have any just sort of takeaways yeah. from either of those teams? Yeah, um, I'm actually really excited to see both of these teams this year. Um, for volleyball, I mean, uh, Coach Patrick said in one of his um, pressers that he's really impressed with this team. And at this point in the season, um, they've been more impressive than any team he's ever had mm -hmm. before. So I want to see how will that translate into the games, knowing that in the past, you know, volleyball has started off very successful when they're playing um, in their non-conference schedule. But when they get into the SEC schedule, they tend to slack off. And that's what I want to see out of the soccer team too. Right now they're 4-0. They're starting off really well, and I mean they lost their best player last mm -hmm. season, Hannah Wilkinson. Hannah Wilkinson, yeah. And she was she was. They do uh, still have Katie Cousins. Though. Yeah, they do have Katie. Katie Cousins is coming back this year. Um, she didn't play last year, so I'm really excited to see the soccer team. They started off four and zero, looking impressive so far. So we'll see how far they can go. They, they have to. They have three games on the road. And that'll be, you know, a big, big test for them coming mm -hmm. up. For sure. Where, and when they get back home, they'll be getting ready to start SEC play. And so, obviously, switching gears here a little bit, we're going to – obviously, with the NFL preseason going on right now, several um, in, several balls, VFLs, are actually playing in the preseason right now. Some guys that just got drafted, some that have already been there. Um, so, we're going to talk a little bit about the balls and how they're doing right now in the NFL preseason. Obviously, I think one guy that's on a lot of people's minds, for obvious reasons, is Josh Dobbs. He actually, in his, his first uh, start, his first preseason start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he actually threw one touchdown but threw two interceptions. He had a really bad first half, but he did bounce back a little bit to throw that touchdown and do a little bit better. Um, so, Michael, what did you see out of Josh Dobbs in that performance? Right now, I just think the game the game might be moving a little too fast for Josh. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think Josh is a very talented quarterback and all the but the Dak Prescott comparisons yes. that I mean that that gets to. The court that gets to him, in a way, and I feel like that's unnecessary, you know, hype built up on him just because mm -hmm. you know they were picked, both picked in the same round, and all that type of that type of thing there. But I think he'll be impressive. I mean, you can't you can't um, just say in his first season he's going to lead the Steelers to yeah. the playoffs after um, a Roethlisberger injury or something like that. But I mean, he's shown the signs there. You've seen the the glimpses. Of, of real um, potential out of Dobbs. Mm. So I think time will tell, but I, I don't think he's a very um, impactful player this year. Okay, and uh, obviously Alvin Kamara is the guy that we mentioned earlier, and he is actually showing out <clears> – <throat> excuse me. He's actually showing out, a lot of people say, very well for the New Orleans Saints during the preseason. He actually had a very long run in a game the other day. Uh, Adrian Peterson could be seen, you know, cheering – on the sidelines, Demichael, what have you seen out of Alvin Kamara so far? Yeah, it's it's just translated easy for him. That's how I feel. Um, as a running back, in the in the way Tennessee's offense, you know the the different ways they got him the ball, mm -hmm. it's, it just seems like it's easier for him than most rookies. I mean, he he's incredible in space. That's mm -hmm. one of his best attributes, and you've seen that when he's catching a ball out of the backfield, and that's going to be 
you know, crazy to watch when he has Drew Brees throwing him the ball mm-hmm. out of backfield. But uh, Kamara's been impressive. He has been. Yeah. And Alvin Kamara was a guy that, that, you know, a lot of people have talked about having a lot of potential. Obviously, he goes, he's a guy who is very fast. Um, he's a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. He can do – he can run the ball – 30 times, like I said, we can catch the ball and get, a, you know, 100 receiving yards for you. He can line up and play slot, slot receiver, yeah. wide receiver, anything. So, um, And obviously, Jalen Reeves-Maben is a guy that showed out the other night for the Detroit Lions. Um, he's a guy that was spent most of last season hurt. He um, Was he hurt more the season before? No, he, he, he was healthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he like he spent most of last season hurt, which disappointed a lot of all fans because it was his <coughs> senior year. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people think it is good to see him, you know, get out there and perform well at a high level in the NFL preseason. Um, what do you think, Michael? Um, Jalen Reeves maybe has been pretty good. Um, he's he's another guy that it's just translating a little easier for him. I mean, Maven's biggest attribute to me is his speed. I mean, he's a very fast linebacker. I mean, he's small, but. His speed is very impressive, and you see him, he's flying. He's flying around the ball. But um, another, like, another rookie that a lot of people are starting to pick up on is Latroy Lewis. Okay. Latroy Lewis has been really, really impressive in Oakland. Um, You know, he had two sacks in his opener, in their opening preseason game, and he ran, um, they played Dallas the other day, and he ran a fumble back 65 yards for a touchdown. And a lot of people in Oakland are talking about him so that's another guy to watch. For sure. And we are about to wrap up our show. Last thing we want to say is tell you a little bit about what's going to be in your Daily Beacon paper tomorrow. Obviously, we have the Gamer, the game recap from the soccer game today. We also have game recap from the volleyball uh, Tennessee Classic where the balls went 3-0 this weekend. So be sure to look for that. We also have two football features in the day. They're both written by DeMichael. So, DeMichael, tell me a little bit about your features. Um, one of the features you'll see is a Theo Jackson feature. That's the freshman defensive back I mentioned earlier. Um, he was one of the first freshmen to get his stripes removed, which is the thing that Bush Jones brought to Tennessee. So um, Theo Jackson, he's just been getting rave reviews. And in, in that uh, article, you'll see what are some of the things his teammates say about him and how they feel about him as a player. And um, basically with the defensive line, in that second article you'll read, you'll see that the defensive line, they'll be going against Georgia Tech's offensive line, which is known for cut blocking. So basically how they'll react to that. And that's that's um, what you'll get in the defensive lines article. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us here today for Checkerboard Chat. We're really excited about this year. Um, we're going to be having Checkerboard Chat uh, once a week for the next year. It's going to be talking more ball sports, other things. So um, thanks for joining us. We're really excited about this. I think it's going to be a great year on Checkerboard Chat. So Sayonara, and we'll see you later. See you.